Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today it is the 19th of October, 2022. And on today's show, we look at some comments made by Brett Yormark about the future of the Big 12 Conference with Texas and Oklahoma, as well as some comments about the future of the Big 12's television deal. And then we will look at the top 25, preseason top 25 for basketball that's out as well, uh, the Big 12 well represented in that the surprise of nobody that and more coming up on today's show you are locked on big 12 your daily podcast on the big 12 conference part of the locked on podcast network your team every day once again josh neighbors here locked on big 12 podcast it is the 19th of october 2022 we are brought to you today by Bet Online and BetOnline.net, the best place to get in on all of your sports wagering needs. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. We're on the road to 2,500. We're hoping to get there by the end of the month, so need you guys to help out with that. And please, please like the videos. It's the least you guys, you know, it's like the very small thing that's really, really appreciated. It helps so many other people see the stuff and kind of helps generate more viewership, which is really good. So just if you throw the video a thumbs up, I really appreciate it. Also, need your all's help. Need to don't need to know how much basketball content you guys want here as we kind of cross over between football and basketball season. Your feedback is appreciated. You know, uh, do you guys want check-ins on the game, breakdowns, full team previews? I mean, you know, we're less than three weeks away, so I have to get going on that stuff, obviously. But uh, with so much football and, and the other stuff going on right now, like to figure out how much of an appetite there is from you all. So let me know comment section below about how much basketball content you guys want in the crossover period. Uh, obviously there's some big stories and whatever we'll touch on it. Um, but the start of hoop season is a lot of fun, especially when you get into November and this crossover around that Thanksgiving time of college basketball, college football, rivalry games, etc. So let's let, uh, let us know how much you all want to see. All right, Um, so Brett Yormark, whenever they had the media blitz last week, right, the big media blitz in New York City, trying to get the conference out there, trying to be uh, more visible. And, um, you know, then he goes to media days, and he obviously always says a lot of stuff. Well, last week we got the news from Dennis Dodd that Oklahoma and Texas are going to be remaining uh, in the Big 12 Conference until 2025, until the end of the grant of rights, which I thought was very interesting uh, that Fox getting involved in that. Well, you know, Brett Yormark asked about it, spins it in a different direction. You know, he doesn't really address any of that stuff. He talks more about they've committed themselves. Here's the quote. Quote, they've committed themselves in advance of me getting here, and they're, they've re- reiterated that commitment. So they'll be here through the duration of the grant of rights, And my relationship with both Texas and Oklahoma is very, very strong. And they are full members and we're looking forward to working with them. Now, you know, you have to talk about the um, the idea of full, you know, being full members. And according to our friend Tulsa World's Eli Letterman, both Texas and Oklahoma were represented at the Dallas meetings, along with new additions, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston and UCF. Those discussions included plans for a future scheduling format when the teams move to 14, uh, the league moves to 14 teams in July. So, 
there's a lot of moving parts here because you will recall Mike Gundy was not a fan of them, Oklahoma and Texas, being in the meetings moving forward, which I totally understand, right? He, you know, I know he, there's some tongue in cheek about it, but I mean, he seemed relatively serious when he's like, why are these guys here? They're not going to be the, in the league very, you know, uh, very much um, moving forward, which is 110% true. It's a very valid point that Mike Gundy brings up at, at the same, at the same time though. I mean, we're in 2022 right now. So when we have a 2024, 2025 football, basketball, baseball, uh, you know, hockey and not hockey, but you guys know what I mean? Soccer, um, you know, gymnastics, wrestling. I know all the schools are involved. They're in different leagues, but you, like, you guys get it. Like, and the wrestling's Mac, right? So what does that matter? But you'll get the point, right? We have all that stuff coming up. I mean, it is relevant for Oklahoma and Texas to be there, especially if the escape plan, the, you know, the, the escape hatch is going to be locked for them until the summer of 2025, right? Maybe at the back part, you'd have a bit more hesitance about them being in the meetings. But for right now, they're a part of this league and they deserve to be in um, some of the parts of this that are that pertain to them, right? If it's anything in meetings that pertains to them, they should be including this. And let's be honest, guys, they're still doing really good business for the league, right? Look at the ratings. You know, one of the highest rated games in all of college football this year was between Texas and Alabama. List uh, just this past week, Texas and Iowa State did a very good rating. I don't want to diminish Iowa State, but come on. The reason why the rating's pretty good, the reason why the game was on ABC is because Texas was involved, right? That's kind of the big one. That's the kind of the big thing there. Um, and so that is, you know, they have to be included in my opinion. And look, they've reaffirmed their commitment, but all of this stuff is malleable. I think right now, you know, it sounds like everybody has to honor the commitment as long as Fox wants to be made whole. It sounds like that there is no situation where ESPN wants to give up any leverage. And if you guys missed my conversation about this, I encourage you all to go check out my episode from Monday's show where I talked about, hey, what does it mean that Fox is blocking the move? As long as that's the case, you know, everybody has to reaffirm their commitment. Would Oklahoma and Texas love to be in the in the SEC sooner rather than later? Sure. And a lot of us have been prognosticating about, hey, when will they leave? Will it be 23, 24? Will it be all the way to 25? Like some of the stuff that came up is just like unforeseen, right? Like, oh my God. I mean, we should have thought of that, but oh my God, like, of course, Fox is going to say, hell no, you better give us some, some rights to some games. And, and look, it could happen. Transactions have happened before. What happened for, and I know this is not apples to apples, but what happened when Joe Buck was released from his contract? There was a, uh, there was a conversation between, ESPN and Fox about how to make that happen. And I believe Fox in return received, I think the game was Penn state and Purdue from this season in the trade to release, you know, Joe Buck early. Now here's the deal. Joe Buck is worth a lot of money. Uh, the fact that he's worth a full football game in terms of a trade and, and you know, uh, ESPN's place in that worth of him, but I, I will say I find the Monday Night Football broadcast a lot better now that Buck and Aikman are on it. They're just fantastic. I love – I could listen to those two call football game all day long. So I think it was kind of worth it for ESPN. Uh, and I think it was also worth it for for, uh, for Fox to get at that game over there, especially if Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, you know, were going to be leaving anyway. Um, 
it's gonna it's gonna be worth more than that, right? There's gonna be more selection. What Fox said is they want game selection and stuff like that to be involved in this. So as long as that's hanging over this, I think they're gonna stay in the league. Once again, things can always change, deals can always be worked out, but I think we have to understand that where everybody is right now, um, this is where we are sitting. They are gonna remain in the league. And so I think conversations about what meetings are relevant for Texas and Oklahoma to be in is a very, very important conversation. And I think that's something that we'll continue to have. Also, Brett Yormark talked about television deals. I'll share with you all a clip now. Uh, this is from Media Days, and I'll make sure I share the system audio as well uh, so you guys can see this. This is Media Days when he's asked about the new television contract. Uh, go through the end of the 24-25 seasons. Uh, it's recently been announced that the three parties were going to explore if there was a desire to begin that negotiation early. How have those discussions been going? Going well. I said it last week during a New York media blitz. We've had meaningful discussions. Initially, it was all about, is this something we want to pursue? Um, is there a desire to get to the table and see if we can do an early extension? I think on both sides, the answer to that question was yes. Everyone's motivated. The question is, can we get to a deal? And I have some parameters in place that I'm looking for, and we'll see if we can get there. If we can't, we'll wait 16 months and then ultimately go into that exclusive negotiating period. My get tells me we get something done before that. Well, that's good news for everybody. So you see there, Brett Yormark saying, uh, you know, let's go. So let's break that down. I don't want to just read the quote from you all. Now. I want you all to hear that from the horse's mouth there. Let's break down what Brett Yormark is saying there. So those conversations have started, despite what some people are saying. Remember that ridiculous thing happened when uh, it was announced the early window is happening. People like John, who well, once again, like John Wilner a lot, but John Wilner was saying, ESPN saying they're not talking. Like the Big 12 opened the window up. I don't think Brett Yormark is lying to us. The conversations are happening. He's talked to both Fox and ESPN. It's the only place that he can talk to. Those are the only places that he can enter formal negotiations with. All right. That being said, there are a hundred percent back channel conversations happening. There always are. Bob Bowlesby was angry when Texas and Oklahoma left for the SEC and wanted to sue ESPN, right? Because he thought they were behind it, and they were probably were. But you don't think other television companies, other entertainment companies, the streamers, are talking to the Big 12, trying to gauge interest, trying to figure out, hey, do we want this as a product down the line? Because they can't, you know, they, obviously it's going to take some time. And some people want to get into this game sooner rather than later. But as it stands right now, um, you know, ES, ESPN and Fox, the only place they can exclusively negotiate with. I'm sure Brett Yormark, though, is talking to others. That's the thing here is that they could, you know, they don't want to get a deal done just for the sake of getting a deal done. You don't want to sign a television contract just for the sake of signing one and getting long-term security. Sure. Does the ACC have long-term long-term security? Yes, it does. But Whenever we reference the, the television deal for the ACC and ESPN, we only say it's positive because well, the two reasons, I, I mean, there's more than two, but the two main ones for me, it's positive is A, they have their own network slash they're tied in with ESPN and B, it, that it is some long-term security because we know that 
that from everything we've heard, that grant of rights for the ACC and ESPN is pretty ironclad. So if we're talking about a Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, um, Miami, Virginia Tech, Duke, escape route to either the Big Ten or the SEC, this this television contract has done a very good job for them of making sure that's not really possible in the short term. That's not really something that seems too feasible right now that those those uh, you know those schools could exit and go to other conferences. It's just not something that seems really possible because of how good the grant of rights is. So, you know, it's good they got a deal done, but for the Big 12, they can't just get a deal done with Fox and ESPN just to say that. Or if they do, they could get a partial deal done and then go to the table later on. This is a slight risk, but you could sell part of it off and you could keep something left, you know, in terms of rights, in terms of a, a small television football package. And what you could do is wait until it hits the open market to see who's there. Now, if you don't get what you like and you have to go back to ESPN and Fox, you're probably not going to get as much money for it. Also, it'll depend on what kind of situation they're in. Also, some of this will depend on what happens with the Pac-12 conference as well. So there are multiple avenues. I think the one thing that whenever I listen to Brett Yormark talk, and I look, I don't want to be the guy who boosts him up all the time, but like, this is why you brought him in. He's an entertainment executive. This is, this is, and look, you're selling an entertainment product. So a timetable for getting a deal done, how to get a deal done, how to maximize the asset uh, or assets that you have to get make the most money. That's what he is here for. And I think you could tell right there to revisit the point I just made, this is not a guy who's interested in making a television deal just to get one done. And that's the case. He feels pretty confident that, hey, look, we just wait 16 months and we start talking to everybody else, and it starts coming you know, sooner to us being open, I think he likes his chances. So what you really hear there is we're not going to settle. We've got some targets in mind in terms of finances, right? What you want for each school per school, when, uh, you know, especially adding the new four schools, when you're at a 12-team uh, league, inevitably 14 in the short term, and then you're going to end up going to a 12-team league once Oklahoma and Texas leave and potentially more. You know, he's got a pretty good grasp now on what they have. And also there is considerations about what happens in the future here. So this is a tenuous, this is a continuous process, I should say. And there's a whole lot of tentacles to this. I think the point of showing you all this clip is like, this is not somebody who is an old college exec, uh, old college athletic director who's really tied in with the, with the, you know, college football, or whatever, sitting here telling us, you know, oh, don't worry about television guys. It's fine. no. He's explaining like, look, we, we're going to talk to the partners. That's why we opened it up early. If it doesn't happen, we'll wait. And we have some goals in mind. And that's just pretty clear and concise. Not saying a, not saying an exec couldn't do that or a, a college football person, an athletic director couldn't do that. But like, this is why the ADs and the presidents brought this guy in to fill the kind of, not the blind spot, but to be a strength in this category. So when he lays out that plan for you and it all sounds pretty linear, it all makes a whole lot of sense. I think we should take him at his word and feel some confidence for what Brett Yormark is saying about the future of the television contract. And look, do I, do I want to see the big 12 get a deal done just to be, you know, just have content and talk about it and be excited. Sure. I'd love to see that, but I, I, I'll wait. Oh, I think we all should wait to make sure we get the best deal. Not saying there's any new news with what Brett Yormark is saying, but look, this is the Big 12 channel and the Big 12 commissioner has made some comments 
about what he's saying. And I think it's important we talk about him and basically know, yeah, we, sh- we should have some confidence in this guy because he seems to know what he's talking about. I, I think projecting the appeal of no panic is important, especially for a conference. Now, let's be honest, we were panicking a year ago. And now, nothing that he has ever, nothing he's said at any point in time, I think, has led me to believe that uh, that we are in the, you know, we're in the wrong hands. This guy bit off more than he can chew. I mean, you know, I saw the clip this week of of Larry uh, of the um, somebody said like they can't watch Pac-12 Network and it's on their like the tablet that's on their fridge or whatever to watch the game, and um, that's not George Klyavkov's fault. I'm just saying like I would rather be Brett Yormark than George Klyavkov. Do they might have they may have the stronger brands when you talk about an Oregon, a Washington, a Cal, and Stanford as just kind of these like college logos on a shirt or a helmet, whatever it is. Sure, they might have they might have those. The problem is other people are eyeing those. Other people want those. And look, if people wanted the Big 12 stuff, they would have taken it already. So the Big 12 knows what they have. They've got confidence in their new guy, and the new guy knows what he knows seems to know what he has. And he knows how to handle entertainment, and he knows how to handle television executives. And one thing everybody says is this guy seems to know everybody. If he knows everybody, I hope he's having conversations with everybody. Uh, not formal, obviously, but. This guy, I think it's pretty clear, Brett Yormark, a guy, this commissioner seems to know what he is doing, right? And I just want to say these comments. You might say, Josh, he's not done anything yet, you know, whatever. No, nah, man, like, like, do I know for sure it's going to be great? No, but this is this is what they brought him in for. And everything he said just made sense. I know it was simple. You know, I shouldn't be going rah-rah, whatever, but like, I, I've got confidence in it. That's all I'm saying. Um, you know, once again, the reality of the situation is, if you saw the TV ratings from this weekend, our top 25 game uh, between Oklahoma State, <clears throat> excuse me, Oklahoma State and TCU was outdrawn by two other games in the window, right? It was outdrawn by Wisconsin and Michigan State, two bad Big Ten teams, and it was outdrawn by Alabama versus Tennessee, which was a phenomenal, amazing game right? It still did over 2 million viewers. I'll tell you that much, you know, as, as the third game, as the, as kind of the third most prominent game in the window and look like that's, that's part of this too. I mean, it's the second best game in that window. One of the best games of the day, but you have to understand we're competing with Wisconsin and Michigan state, Tennessee and Alabama, uh, Oklahoma state massive fan base. Well, I was talking about like a, a TCU, right folks, where it's, there's not, you know, have much of an alumni base. I know you're in Fort Worth. I know it's a great location and they're awesome this year, but like not as big of a school, not as much of an alumni base, not as many viewers, even though they are in a large market. So still did a good number, but you were third in that window to the big 10 to the SEC. And that's, I think one thing also, we have to think about that. Jamie Pollard had mentioned this the other day that, um, you know, the Big 12 right now in terms of average viewership per game is up. And it's, it's third place, I believe, right now was the numbers that he had discussed in terms of av- average viewership per game. Now, it is behind, interestingly enough, the ACC and the SEC. I think these might have been ESPN's numbers. I'll go find Jimmy Pollard's tweet uh, just to verify what he was uh, what he was saying about this. But um yeah, you know, it's, it's, we have to talk. Yeah. So here it is. Uh, so the Big 12 currently ranks third amongst all conferences in average viewers per game this season with 1.78 million viewers only behind the SEC 3.36, the ACC 2.64. Um, below, you will find viewership information, Big 12 week seven games. So Texas, um, 
Iowa State did 2.35. Oklahoma State TCU did 2.14. Kansas State uh, Kansas at Oklahoma did 1.21. Baylor at West Virginia did 1.15 on a Thursday night. So obviously, um, you know, and, and here's the also the upshot too is that Kansas OU game did 1.21, which is not a bad number. But that's an Oklahoma game that's not, you know, doing – it's not the second most rated game that week. It's it's almost a million behind what we saw between Oklahoma State and TCU, and they had a ton of competition at window. So understanding exactly where this league is is very important. The 12-team playoff, meaning we get more important games, will be great. The the crappy thing about this Thursday, guys, this, this Saturday, is that we're getting an F, FS1 game between Kansas State and TCU – it's a great matchup. It deserves better than FS1 um, in the time slot it's in at, at, at night, but it's getting sent there, folks. You know why? Because of baseball, the Phillies and the Padres jettisoning, uh, you know, sending our great conference to a time slot. It should be in a better one. Sad. Um, all right, let's hit on these rankings real fast, but first, a quick word from the sponsors. Today's show is brought to you all by Sweat Block. Uh, you guys know the deal. There are people out there who all suffer from chronic sweating. Uh, you know, Chris, one of their customers, suffered from excessive underarm sweating for 10 years. He was so worried about sweating through his dress shirts that he started tucking in maxi pads into his shirt to soak up the sweat until he found Sweat Block. Sweat Block changed the game for him, and it'll change the game for you guys too. You guys can go check it out, sweatblock.com. Use promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N locked on. And you'll save 20% at sweatblock.com today. All right. So we have rankings, the top 25 rankings for the AP college basketball, uh, basketball season. Once again, pre preseason rankings proceed with caution. It's funny because when college football preseason rankings out all come out, all kinds, we swarm, we flock, we can't get enough, we talk about them ad nauseum. We don't do that for basketball because the rankings come out during college football season. But I'll tell you what, to tie this back into the conversation that we have been having, nobody is putting on better basketball on a night-to-night basis than this league. How many teams are currently in the league, folks? There are 10. How many are ranked? There are five. Kansas, number five. They split with Baylor at number five. Texas is number 12. TCU is at 14. And Texas Tech is at number 25. I mean, there are four, four Big 12 teams inside that top uh, 14, top 15. Right now, you look at the ACC, they've got Carolina. They've got Duke. And I'm not seeing anybody else inside the top 25 for them. You look at Gonzaga, obviously in their own conference. AAC has got Houston, got some first place votes. The SEC has Kentucky at number four. They've got Arkansas at 10, Tennessee at 11, and Auburn at 15, right? So they've got four uh, of their own that are inside the top 15 as well, but not as, you know, uh, they don't have more than one outside that into that you know top five. I guess we can count uh, two teams in the top five, and that's six with Baylor and Kansas, right? So, and the SEC is really good, but also remember what happened last year in the tournament. It wasn't like those SEC schools were around at the end, and guess whose schools were? The Big 12. Remember, folks, 
Last three national championship games uh, have included the Big 12 member last four Final Fours. 2020 was canceled. The favorite to win the title would have been the Jayhawks, right? It's been different teams. This league continues to deliver on basketball front. It looks like it will once again. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at LOBig12. Follow me personally at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.